0: I'm seeing some new faces here. Some are visitors. Some of you may be uh, discovering that the Enneagram class uh, did not lend itself to a 17-week course, since there are only nine personality types, and so that class is uh, dispersing among the other classes today. If you um, decide to stick around, instead of an email group, whoop, instead of an email group, we have a um, a Facebook group that's called Don't Read the Comments, Spiritual Discipline of Social Media. If you'll ask to join that, we'll be happy to approve you. We share some of the things that we talk about in here um, on that site. So today uh, we're going to talk about fake news. And when you hear the term fake news, what, what do you think about? What do you think about when you hear the term fake news? The president. <laughs> okay.
1: The
0: president's opponents. How, how, how about in terms of, of, of what that Phrase means?
1: Basically, just uh, fiction sold as fact.
0: Okay. Yeah. Anything else? It's b- because of politics these days, it's kind of becoming a catch all term for not just the initial meaning of it, which was fiction being sold as fact or things that were presented to fool people uh, from satire sites like The Onion as well as more malicious sites that were actually trying to present fake stories as news to to fool people for whatever reason. Um, But so I want to go through, to start with today, several stories that have been in the news or that have circulated on social media the last few years and just kind of get a sense for, for which of these you've heard of, what you've heard about them, um, whether you think they're true or whether you think they're fake stories. Um, and they're, they're all a little bit different. Some of them are fake, some of them are true. Um, so let's, let's start, we'll start with this one because this was from this week in Nashville. Uh, people that went to Bongo Java on Belmont Boulevard found this sign in the lot next door, saying that an 83-story 83 lux- 83 luxury hotel is being planned for Belmont Boulevard next to Bongo Java called the Bongo Hotel. It will feature an Olympic sized rooftop pool, baby goat yoga on every floor, and vibranium powered utilities. <laughs> who Who saw? Who saw? Okay, so it's one. Okay, so we've got about five people that, that saw this. Um, thoughts on whether this is fake or true? It's around the corner from my house, and they do
1: this like uh, every couple of years. They'll put out a sign. So one of the last ones was like they're building a tunnel from East Nashville
0: to downtown, and like all the like, fun things that were going to be there. Yeah, well, and this actually has a tunnel. Uh, let's see, where was it? Underground to Hyperloop. To to yeah. downtown and airport. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, you should also mention when this aired or when this Yeah, April. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. This this went up. This went up last Sunday. Um, my 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 favorite part of this, uh, which is not immediately obvious, and that's what I like about it, is that there is an Olympic-sized rooftop pool. Look at the rooftop. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And the selfie station. Sta- well, yeah, it might have selfie stations, um, but so ob- obviously, obviously, this is fake. This is an, intended as a joke. This is this is a pretty standard, uh, but well done, April Fool's Day prank. Wild kangaroos in Wyoming. The Wyoming Wild Game Department is partnered with the Wyoming Migration Initiative to release the first, and the, the, the story on this is um, releasing 90 kangaroos into the Wyoming wilderness uh, and they are supposed to help with the weed problem. How many, how many of you, and this is, this is a plan that was, that's supposed to run from, I believe, it started in 2016, releasing 90 kangaroos every five years until 2021. Anybody seen this one? All right, Greg saw this one. Okay, thoughts on this? I actually
1: thought it was
0: true. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be true. <laughs> okay, want it, wanting it to be true—that's that's a that's a, that's a good that's a good point uh, because that's that's one of the key things uh, and one of the key reasons that fake news travels so quickly is because people want it to be true. Um, so, thoughts on this? Any more? Okay, who thinks this is real? I'm kind of up in the air. Who thinks it's fake? Okay, um, who noticed the date? Yeah, always, always watch out for things on March 31st and April 1st. All right this one ran three years ago I will I will give you some background on this I took this uh, this is a screenshot from USA Today's website Um, I took it on I took the screenshot on Friday so this is you can currently go to this on USA Today's website Um, I wrote for USA Today for 18 years in this department so I wrote a lot of stuff for the entertain this vertical Arian Arian Thompson is a colleague of mine. All right. Anybody see the selfie shoe? I know Nancy had seen the selfie shoe. Anybody else know the selfie shoe story? You remember that? Okay. So you remember that? You remember the? You remember the selfie shoe? What What do you remember about the selfie shoe? Tell me. Tell me. Your memories of it.
1: It's just ridiculous enough to be true.
0: But you know people who would buy it. Yeah. I do know people who would buy it, as a matter of fact. Ariane Thompson is a person who would buy it. Um, because Ariane Thompson did buy it. Um, and this was an April Fool's Day press release that went out the day before to media um, and hoping that people would run it on April 1st as an April Fool's Day prank. And Ariane Thompson um, bought into it. And this ran at USA Today, um, got, once everybody realized what had happened, um, there was uh, much mocking, especially in, in journalistic circles. And actually, there's, the reason it's cut off like it is is because right under here there's a clarification that, that kinda says that they were the subjects of an April Fool's Day prank without actually admitting that they were gullible enough to buy into it. But part of USA Today's policy is that you can't, if you get fooled by something like this, you can't just take it down and pretend it didn't happen. So for the last three years, this reminder that she got pranked by a fake press release has stayed on this site. And, and, I mean, and this sort of thing was pretty damaging to her credibility as a reporter anybody seen this picture? yeah (laughs) Um, so you may remember a picture of a a Syrian boy I think what was this about two or three years ago when the um, when 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 the battles there were getting very intense, and there was a picture of uh, a little boy, dirt and blood covering his face, sitting in a what it, was it a bus station? Because it lo- it looked like a bus station. So he's sitting in this little plastic chair all by himself, just dazed look on his face. Um, this made the rounds about the same time, um, and with and it, from a. A known news outlet over there, not something that we see a lot of, but it did get picked up by several news organizations. Um, So when you see this, give 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 me your even even though none of you have seen this before, what give me your thoughts about this when you when you see that? Real or fake? Yeah, okay. So let's let's go that direction. Real, fake. Anybody? Okay. Yeah,
1: it's definitely a call
0: to action of some sort. Okay. Well, and that's and that's definitely what it became once once this story ran in the news or once this photo ran with a story in the news, it um, it did get picked up on several memes as a call to action. Um, interesting thing about this, um, there are two things in this pic there there are two things from that sentence that are true. Um, this is a picture, and that is a boy. Everything else about it is false. He's not Syrian. This was from an Indian, this was from an art, uh, a school art project done in India. Um, he is not asleep. Um, these are not his parents, these are not where his parents are, and those are not graves. Okay, take a, read, take a read through this and then tell me if you think it's real or fake. This is from January, or this is ostensibly from January. That's, that's when this story was making the rounds.
1: To say it's an outgoing voicemail message that they should have proof of it instead of just
0: saying it. Okay. That's
1: what clues me into it.
0: I bet it's real. I think it's real. Alright, let's take a vote. Fake? Real? This one's real. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't, I don't have the audio uh, up here, but but this 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 had multiple news outlets that called the, once once they heard that this was going that this was on the voicemail, they called it and got the voicemail themselves. So there were several different outlets that reported it independently of each other. So that one's real. How about this one? Nancy had heard of this one. Anybody else hear about this one? Greg knows Greg knows all the good fake news. <laughs> so nobody else familiar with this one? Okay. Just just on the face of it, who thinks it's fake? Okay, so we got about eight, who thinks it's real? So about evenly split. Does it change, does your opinion change if I show you the Facebook group? Now this one one is a little bit tougher that's right and 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 that apparently is what happened with this the pamphlet is real the Facebook page is real nobody in Manchester could ever find anybody inside or outside the Muslim community there that knew anything about the pamphlets took responsibility for the pamphlets or had anything to do with the website even though this story was a pretty big story in England for a while, nobody could ever find out where these came from. So maybe it's a really good fake. Well, that's probably what that's that's what they eventually decided is that this was um, this, this was a really good fake done to stir up dissent and um, antagonism against the Muslim community in Manchester because. Their, when, when they, they went and asked the Muslim community, they're like, we have nothing to do with this. We don't care if you walk dogs. Um, some of us have dogs. We, you know we, we, we keep them separate and we treat them a little bit differently than the rest of you do, but this is not an issue for us. This one's more recent. I saw this one this week. So, you, I guess I'm, I'm sure you recognize David Hogg. Um, this was, uh, he gave an interview to CBS News. And the, the way the story was being presented was that at one point during the interview, he was talking about being in class. Or maybe it was that in previous interviews he had talked about being in class. But during the CBS News interview, he talked about riding his bike. I think it's three miles from his house to school with his camera so that he could get footage of the shooting scene and interview people on the scene. And so this got passed around um, because of uh, what were apparent conflicting versions of his story. Anybody see this one? Okay, more people have seen this. Um, Thoughts about this one? right yeah. and I mean and the kids certainly have their agenda I think it would be more believable if it weren't for all the other
1: stuff that has come out about the kids trying to um, you know kind of
0: uh, discredit their versions of things on mm-hmm. their agenda
1: if that had been the first thing that had come out it would, seem, would seemingly be more believable
0: yeah Alright, so let's say that you see something about this. Um, how would you how would you figure out whether or not this is true? I'd start looking for supporting evidence to back up the claim. Okay. From where? other independent news sources. Other other independent news sources.
1: somebody else actually flipping through their yearbook and then pointing him out in the yearbook to prove that he was a student there. Uh, I
0: don't but th- know. but th- but 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 this goes directly to whether or not he was in class in, in the building at the time of the shooting. Because because what, what was being shown with the me- with the, the the memes that were going around about this, they were showing a clip where he was talking about being in class and then they were showing a clip where he, they were, t- where he was talking about riding his bike to school with the camera, and he's on, and he's on video. I mean, there there is video footage of him saying both things. So you read further than the headlines. Yeah. right? And
1: because on the surface they seem mutually exclusive, does not necessarily mean that when you read deeper, they are
0: mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Okay. It could be more of a story. And so, but some of the stories were about the apparent contradiction. And so if you read further in those stories, you're gonna get the contradiction. Where do you? To the original story. Which is? Well, you you
1: go back to, if you see footage of him being interviewed that says I was in class, go back to where that footage came from. If you see footage of him saying, I rode my bike, go back to where that footage came
0: from. Yeah, and, and, and in <clears throat> in this particular instance, the you, you would go back to the interview with CBS News, which is available, and what you find is that the the, the two stories are about two different points in the day. That he is in, cl- he's talking about being in class when there's the shooting. Then, of course, they're all removed from the building. Eventually, everybody goes home, and later in the day. From home, he takes his bike with the camera, goes back to the scene, and that's when he's interviewing people and shooting his own footage. Anybody see this one last week? (laughs) Did anybody not see this one last week? Okay, a lot of you haven't seen this one. All right, so let's 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 start. Some of you have seen this. Some of you have not seen this. Um, just on the surface here, votes for real. Okay. I believe it. Votes for fake.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: All right. We do have the video. Yes. <laughs> Alright. Twelve seconds of video there. What do you see? What did what did you see in that video? To to make you think it's real or to make you think it's fake? Creative editing a couple seconds. There's there's yeah, there's there's one e- okay, there's one edit in the video. That's right. And what else? 12, I mean, 12 seconds is not a lot of time, so we'll we'll watch this a couple of times. I
1: mean the camera sort of cuts too, like it's somebody turned
0: Right. Too fast. <laughs> anybody else? Any Anybody else see anything in the twelve seconds that makes you go, "Oh, I know that's real," or "I know that's fake," or "This oh, is the water so water what?" Water. Okay. Well, and, y- yes, if you know where that's if you know what that's from. And weren't the
1: walls two different yeah. colors too?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's Let's walk. Let's 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 walk through it again. Uh, Okay, so now here we're at one part of the classroom. Um, it's a little hard to see here, but um, when a president comes into a classroom, there are news cameras on. President never walks into, the, an, into an elementary school classroom without news cameras going because it's a photo op. If you watch this, um, you his face is just like completely Futsed out there um, because it, it looks like it's, it's, it's supposed to look like cell phone footage, but this is clearly news camera stuff. Um, look at the kids here. About what age? Not preschool. Not preschool. Not preschool. Yeah, probably. I, I, I want to say this is first grade, but it might be second. Okay. Yeah. Now watch what happens. There's the cut. Now look at the kids. So it's pans pans more to the right. Pans back. There's the first kid again and then and then they it goes all the way it goes all the way back to the left and you don't see the president. You see that red shirt again. Watch. There's the red shirt and now they're all the way back to where the president would be. Exactly. And the other ones look first, second grade. Right. And so the the shots of the president, I haven't I haven't gone back and watched the source footage of these, but the um, the people that have said this comes from a visit to an elementary school during the campaign in 2016. And the other, with the screaming kids, comes, first shows up about two weeks ago. Um, and they are actually reacting to a very large Easter bunny walking into the room, which, as you know, is one of the scariest things that can happen to you when you're <laughs> four years old. <laughs> but, it, but, it was, but it was interesting. Oh, yes. of amateurish, cutting the edit is passe we can make anyone be anywhere say or do yep. anything in a seamless video that it would take very very high level of expertise to dissect the second issue is this psychological issue called confirmation bias yep. when we see something we want it to confirm our pre-existing Exactly, and and those those are two of the key points for today's class. And the first one is really um, my my key point for this whole class uh, for for the for the whole series um, because we are rapidly entering a place where it's going to be really really difficult to tell. What is true and what is not, if we're not experiencing it personally. And that actually takes us to this. This is from this week. This is from too late, or this is from last week. This is from too late last week to be an April Fool's Day joke. So I will tell you it is not an April Fool's Day joke. How many of you saw this? What's the source? Well, that's. Okay, that's that is that is a a question worth asking, um, which is one of the reasons it's not up there, (laughs) (laughs) because I don't I didn't want to make it too easy.
1: Not to mention that also is a case of who was surveyed too, because you know, whenever you say only two thirds of American millennials, okay, which American millennials
0: did you interview? All right. Well, the first the first question is 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 this a real is this a real story? Is this a real study? All right. Who thinks real? Who thinks fake? All right. See how evenly split it is? All right. This is a real story. This is a real survey. Uh, the story, the, the headline came from the Forbes website. The... Study is from an organization called YouGov. I believe it's a survey of 8,500 people um, across all these age groups, um, and there, there were there were several different questions asked as part of this study. I, I saw different stories on this study through the week. I don't know a whole lot about YouGov, um, but but it is it is a legitimate survey. Um, to me what's interesting is this bottom number right here cuz <laughs> cuz when you're when you're looking when you're looking at like the ones you know the 1 to 4% stuff here you're going to get 1 to 4% on anything
1: Wait since when are millennials
0: over 50 No this is, well but this isn't this is they they surveyed across across the population but the millennials numbers right here but look at the difference from right here people 55 and over who are not sure whether or not the earth is round to right here the 16% of people 18 through 24 are not are not willing to commit to whether the earth is round or the earth is a globe
1: years old i could
0: be e- i could easily answer that
1: as no okay so
0: well but this is but that's not their own but that's not their only choice and and yes they're not they're not given they're drawing the from. well no they're drawing the headline from the from these four answers because this is well because they're drawing because this is I think this adds up to 34% who have said that, yeah, I'm getting kind of skeptical about this whole globe thing. Um, um, I, I grew up as a flat earther, but now I'm thinking maybe the globe is the way to go. Um, 4% are saying, yeah, I thought it was flat from the start. And 16% are like, yeah, I'm not gonna commit to that answer. We'll come back to this. Because I think this goes to your first point. Um, sharing false and misleading stories on social media—direct transgression of this commandment. So let's talk about this commandment for a little bit. What does it mean to bear false witness? Come on, this is this is this is something that we've known from. Probably before we knew the Earth was a globe. Um, so when, when when you've when you've heard the ninth commandment, what did you think that tablet was telling you to not do? Don't lie. Don't lie. Tell, the whole truth. Tell the whole truth. Anything else? Okay. So yeah, I mean, and when when. As I grew up thinking about this, I grew up thinking of it from a perspective of personal purity, which is the don't lie. So you want, you want to be a person of integrity, you want to be a person who tells the truth. And when I, read, when, when I read this, I thought the lying or not lying was about me. And it is to some degree, but it's about more than that. Because when you think about the phrase bearing, when you think of bearing something, that's about carrying it from one place to another. If you bear, if you bear a burden, then you are, you know, you're putting on the backpack and you're carrying it across the room. This is a communication-oriented commandment. It's not, it's not just about what lying does to me or telling the truth does to me. It is about being the conduit for negative virality in the world. Um, it's, it's about your willingness to be a conduit of damaging information, the medium by which something spreads. If, if you look at some of the Hebrew commentaries on this, this is, this is about all sorts of negative speech, slander and gossip, and testimony in court. Testimony in court is the way that this, um, is, is sort of seen as the primary um, application of this, but it's really, it's really much broader than that. Um, so, so false witness, false witness is about more than untruths. It's also about being uncharitable. Um, it's about attacking motives, or character, what we call ad hominem attacks. You know, you'll see a social media argument that when it leaves a discussion of ideas or policy suddenly becomes about personal insults. It's about mischaracterizing people and seeking to damage their reputations even when we use factual information to do it. Biblical slander is slanderous because of its end result. Injured reputations um, this is one big reason this is a recent studies published in March of this year false news stories are seventy percent more likely to be retweeted than true stories are and it takes true stories about six times as long to reach 1500 people so it would it, it, it would take six times as long for a piece of true information to reach everybody at Otter Creek then it would take a lie to reach the same number of people at Otter Creek so here are the problems with false witness just and, and this is and this is in addition to it's true or not true false witness damages other people's reputation if we are bearing false witness and we get busted for it, we develop a reputation for gullibility. If we are gullible people, it makes it really hard for us to bear, the tr- as a church, to bear the truth of Christ if we've got a reputation for getting sucked into this stuff. Because if you can't believe us about kangaroos in Wyoming, then there is no good reason to believe us when we talk about knowing the truth of Christ because we've shown ourselves to be suckers in the past. So we discredit ourselves, we discredit the gospel, we cause pain to people, and we cause division, especially when we allow ourselves to get caught up in ideological drama. Anybody with thoughts or questions? At this point?
1: Honestly, I feel like this just wraps
0: up the whole class. All right, so when you see something and you wanna share, when you see a news story and you wanna share it, these are some questions to think about before you actually do and this goes to some of this goes to your confirmation bias um, in fact that's the the second one so we'll start there does it confirm something I already believe or does it challenge my preconceived expectations in one of the first classes we we talked about what makes something interesting and what makes something interesting is that it challenges our preconceived notions about something it tells us something that we that we did not know that we did not expect and that's why it's interesting to us because suddenly we see we see something new about the world we see the world in a different way if a store if you read a story and it's like see I knew it I knew she was like that I knew he was that kinda person I can totally believe that small kids would scream when he walks into a room that is that's the first red flag that you need to do more digging, um, and I'm, I'm coming at this, by the way, as a journalist. I spent about 30 years as a newspaper reporter, and so these are these are some of the things that we were trained to do and trained to think about as we would cover a story when we would hear a piece of information or when somebody would report to us about that. And that was one of the things that that we learned to do is that the what what you hear about your gut instinct, the reporter's gut, is your worst enemy because your reporter's gut is all preconceived notions and biases and it is total BS. And so do not listen to your reporter's gut because the story is almost never what you think it is when you go in. Second big thing, and we, this goes to some, something that we looked at a few weeks ago, does this story worry me or make me upset? And if the story worries you, or if it makes you angry, that's your second big clue that you need to watch out for it because as fast as fake news, tra- as, as fast as something false travels, something that is false and makes you mad travels even faster because that's the easiest emotion for you to just react on without thinking about it. All right? How reliable Is the reporting source that was what you asked about the Forbes story Um, that's what we looked at with the CBS news thing Um, and if you if you look on Facebook most of the time when you most of the time when you see something that turns out to be fake news it's coming from a place that you have never heard of before you saw that story
1: It doesn't matter which side it is right if it says you know Democrats for or right-wing you're instantly being glued in that this is if, if what the name of the website is matches up with the ideological point of the story there's an
0: agenda built in right which doesn't mean that it's wrong no it doesn't mean it's wrong but it's, it's just it's yeah but it but it is a red flag <clears throat> Right, yeah, and, and one of the most famous examples of that is um, ABC News, there is an abcnews.com, which is ABC News, we, you know, it's, network, it's the network news website. There is another website that is made to look like that a little bit, um, and it is abcnews.com.co. And so the domain name is com.co, and abcnews.com.co is a subdomain made to resemble ABC News, except it's fake, so that when it shows up on your Facebook feed, it looks like it's saying ABC News until you see the .co. So it's, it's, a,
1: it's an ideological phishing scam? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. whatever you want. And, yeah. I mean, 12-year-olds can do it, and like you don't have to have any coding experience or knowledge whatsoever to change a headline.
0: It's, it's, right. it's so easy. Yeah, you, 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 can't, you can't change it on the abcnews.com site, but you can take the entire page, grab the source code, find out where the headline is, change your headline, and then create a page that looks just like it, yeah. well, because it's got all the coding. It and then share the picture. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and so um, taking it one level deeper, what's what's the primary source of the information? We talked about this with the David Hogg scam. Um, can you access that information? If, if it's talking about an interview, can you go to that interview? Can you see that interview, the, the full interview for yourself to see the entire context of the quote um, or to see if what is being reported in the survey is actually the the same as the information or the um, the supposition that has been t- being taken from the story about the survey. This is one of the um, one of the core journalistic principles that's just drilled into re- uh, reporters at legitimate, news outlets early on, Uh, we call it the rule of three, which is can you confirm this information independently? So I dealt with, I wrote a lot of obituaries. Um, I was an entertainment reporter, so I didn't do a whole lot of hard news in terms of political stuff or crime or anything like that, but I dealt with um, finding out if somebody had actually died or not. And, um, And so one of the things that we had to learn to do is find three places that were reporting it. If, if we couldn't find a primary source, so if we couldn't talk to a family member or a funeral home or a um, you know, hospital or emergency responder that had worked the scene of the death, um, we had to find three sources. That were reputable, that were reporting this independently, so that could that could be the artist's website or Facebook page. Um, it could be Associated Press if Associated Press was reporting it, if the New York Times was reporting it. Not referring back to the Associated Press, but if they said they had confirmed it independently. Once we got to three sources reporting it completely independently of each other, that was a way that we could go, all right, we're pretty sure that this actually happened because three, three different places that we have learned to trust are reporting the same thing. Um, and then finally, did you actually read it? Because a lot of people share headlines without reading the stories, and a lot of headlines are pretty misleading compared to what's in there, especially if you've got different people writing the headlines than are writing the stories. Um, Some ways to verify stories. Pay attention to the domain name and the URL. This is what we were talking about with abcnews.com and abcnews.com.co. Read the About Us section. If it's a website that you don't know, um, usually there will be a lot of very detailed information about the site and what they're doing in the About Us section. If that's really flimsy and low on specifics and low on contacts, uh, makes it more suspicious. Look at the story's quotes or the lack thereof. A a good story about a controversial issue or an in-depth issue will have a lot of quotes from a lot of different people from a lot of different perspectives. The fewer quotes that they have, the less trustworthy the story is. Uh, once you see the quotes, who said them? Are these actually people? Did they really say them? Can you go back to the original source? If, there is, if, if they're not, um, if they weren't saying them to the reporter, can you go back and find where they said them and when they said them? Is this something that they said in the last week for this story? Is this something that they had to go back and dig into an obscure interview from six years ago? Uh, does the headline match the content of the article? Um, Does everybody know how to do a reverse image search? Anybody not know how to do a reverse image search? All right, this is fun. Um, So let's go back to the Wyoming kangaroos. All right, if you, um, you can go down. I'm like right clicking on this. Search Google for image, and Google brings up all the different places that photo has been used. And we scroll down a little bit and we learn that the Wyoming Kangaroo release was the best April Fool's joke of the year. And Snopes, happy April Fool's Day.
1: Is that equally effective for infographics?
0: That's a good question. I don't know. I would, I would, I would, I would think that yeah, it would, there would be some because because it is a graphic, and so they're looking at that. Um, I I have not actually tried that, but you can do the same thing with the Syrian boy. Um, it is a big red flag that the best guess for this image is about killing dolphins in Denmark. But here, um, and, and and you can see that it's not perfect because visually similar images include a giraffe, a lion, and what seems to be sea anemone. But you can see um, that this is used here. Why are people in Syria killing each other? It's, it's used in a, in a question about Syria. Um, here's two stories about how they found out it was a fake. Or, or the, that, it, that it was not what it was purporting to be. Um, other things. Look at the spelling, the grammar, the syntax, the punctuation. Um, The more mistakes, the more dramatic the punctuation or all caps you notice, the less credible it is. Unfortunately, this is something that is making it more and more difficult. Uh, It's it's more and more difficult to do this as uh, news organizations have laid off copy editors because you're seeing a lot more spelling and punctuation mistakes going into otherwise legitimate news sources. Who's the author? What else have they written? Uh, this applies to Twitter and Facebook as well. If you don't know the person posting you can go to their page look and see what else they're posting about rather than just taking the one immediate post. And then also post. if there isn't an author listed because we found right. some that we were like
1: well this is interesting I wonder where this came from and then there was no attribution yep. listed whatsoever.
0: Yep. Um, are secondary sources cited if they're getting quotes from somewhere are they pointing you to the places that you can get them um, have you checked fact-checking websites like snopes.com, factcheck.org, um, the International Fact-Checking <coughs> Network is run by a journalism organization called Pointer, and politifact.com. All right, so let's go back to this. Um, and we will talk about this in a future class, but this really goes back to where do you, where do you put your trust? Because in the last 30 years, Uncertainty about something as basic as the shape of the world has grown from 2 to 16% among different generations. And this is a great article. I posted this a few weeks ago on the Facebook page. There's not an option not to trust anyone, at least not an option that's socially viable. And societies without trust come to bad ends. And so at this point, 16%... Of people 18 to 24 don't trust anything enough to even say the world is a globe and so we are rapidly rapidly moving into a place where nobody trusts anything and they're cynical about everything and that is a really really bad combination because your trust goes somewhere whether you intentionally put it there or don't and so the big question that we have to answer for ourselves and also have to answer as the people of God is where are you going to put your trust? In a world in a world where nobody believes anything where do you put your trust? So we will come back we will come back and look at this in more detail in another week. So thank you guys very much. I hope I hope all our new people enjoyed the class. And let me count you real quick before you go out. <laughs> Eighteen, twenty-two, four, six, eight, thirty-two, four, six. Great. Thank you.